Welcome to another episode of the Student Manager Podcast. Joining me, Newport Harbor alum, class of 21, Ileana Gottlieb, and she is a sophomore at Oregon State, starting outfielder. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good to be home for the break. Yep. Yep. And then how long? I mean, you're softball, right? So it's great. Obviously, my podcast helps high school students and parents with the college search and admission process. But, you know, athletes out there in high school, parents, they kind of want to know, am I going to be able to see my kid for Thanksgiving? Am I going to be able to see my kid for Christmas? Or how's the schedule? So in softball, how does it work? Do you come home for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then, because your season's about to start. Yeah. Um. So softball's a spring sport. So we get a good break I'm home for a month right now. Uh, we have a couple days off for Thanksgiving that I did come home for, which is, is fun. Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday. And I would say we get a good time off. Um, once we go back to school, though, we do kind of go strong from January all the way to June. So I don't get to come home. But my parents have been trying to come out to a lot of games, which is like our quality time together. Right. I mean, being a parent, I talked to your dad, Jay, a lot. We're on the golf course. And I said, wow, you get to go see all these Pac-12 games, right? I, yeah. I mean, and you're going to get UCLA and USC when you come, well, not USC, but UCLA when they come down here or even a road trip to Tucson or a road yeah. trip to uh, Phoenix. So it's a hop, skip, and a jump for them. Yeah, and I mean, we usually get to spend like 15, 20 minutes after the game talking before I have to go, which isn't a lot of time, but you make it count. And so it's fun just knowing like they're up in the stands. And there's other Southern California girls on your team. Yeah. Right. So I've had friends that played for some Pac-12 teams and it's no different than probably a high school game or a travel ball team. You get the parents and then you see your kid and and hopefully maybe even sometimes parents have all the players over at based off of what city you're living in for yeah. like a dinner yeah. or something. Right. And the coaches yeah. are pretty flexible. Yeah, we usually do. My team, um, we do one dinner a weekend. We'll get to go like the bus will drop us off somewhere and the parents can meet us there so once a weekend um everyone who's has parents wherever we are will get to see them all right so coming from harbor you played softball academically you were taking some tough classes why oregon state let's let's talk about corvallis because it's it's not oregon right it's yeah. oregon state so why Corvallis is is different. It's it's really just the college town. I mean, that's all there is to it. But when you live there, there's just such a culture that you're a part of. I mean, it's just the school. It's just the students and just the athletic department itself. The whole, like all teams, not just softball. It's like you're a part of a family. Like I love living there. Definitely the rain was something to get used to. But Corvallis itself is just awesome. It's their seasons. It's a little bit, it's a lot different than Newport Beach, but it was a really good change for me. And you knew going in or going up there, it was going to rain. Yeah. Right. And it was going to be gray. And the reason why I asked that is because my daughter uh, is graduating University of Washington. And I'm, I'm going to see if the, the same philosophy and culture exist in Corvallis. But yes, it rains a lot and it's gray and it's probably only pretty August and September. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So those of you that are listening, that's a student or a parent, yes, it's like today. I mean, Ileana, look. Like it's, it's so nice outside here. Yes. Right now. And I forgot because part of this podcast, I will film you. That's why we got the beautiful setting, right? It's sunny and, and it's good to be home. You got a smile on your face, yeah. right? Now, people in 
at UW in Seattle, they really don't carry umbrellas around because it when it rains, it kind of it just spits on you. Yeah. Right. Is that the same? Talk about like if you see someone in an umbrella walking on campus. I would probably laugh. Okay. (laughs) Right. Like dork. Yeah. Like (laughs) just put a hood on or walk through it. (laughs) Because it's that slow drizzle. Um, I think it, it definitely pours like it definitely comes down hard. But I, I really don't see people with umbrellas. And if I did, I, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> that can't be the worst. I love to talk about weather because people from out here will say, oh, but I want warm or my kid needs warm. So that's not the worst thing about Oregon State. If I no. said, I, and I love to ask this question, what do you not like about Oregon State? Um, there's no malls. Like if I want to go to a shopping mall, I have to go to Eugene. Which is not a bad drive. Ooh, enemy territory. Yeah, enemy territory. So that's like growing up in Newport Beach. Like you can drive five minutes and you're at Fashion Island or then you're at the beach or you're at South Coast Plaza. And so they don't have that in Corvallis. All right. And here's one we always hear. And well, well, before I get there. So how often are you driving to Eugene? Like what are you, what are you picking up? At the Rarely. <laughs> I never go. Okay. Because it's not like easily accessible. Now, are you living... I'm going to assume your freshman year, you probably lived in, in the dorms. Yeah. So my freshman year, they put um, the athletes all together in a dorm. Um, it was athletes and then international students shared a dorm. Uh, this year, I live in an off-campus apartment. Okay. And so living in the off-campus apartment, this is where I'm, where I'm getting like, where's the closest grocery store? Where are you going? Is there a Costco or Trader Joe's? They have like Safeway. Um, they have Fred Meyer. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but that's the big grocery store up there. Uh, they have everything, Trader Joe's. How was living in the dorms your freshman year? Because you did say it's the athletes, and, and some universities do that, right? They have athletes living in specific athlete dorms. The food's better. And yeah. then you have <laughs> then you have the uh, GDIs, we call them goddamn individuals, that are living in the, in the other dorms, right? So how was it living in your in the dorms your freshman year? Was it like a, uh, did you have one roommate, suite mates? So I had one roommate and then two other suite mates and the four of us shared a bathroom, which was nice not having a big communal one. And I, I really enjoyed it because I think that's where I met like a bunch of other people from other sports that I would say I'm still friends with today. And everything in Corvallis is walkable. Like it's all so close. And so I didn't have a car my freshman year and I really didn't need it. Uh, you could walk to the softball field for practice, walk to all my classes, walk to get food. So it was nice. Um, I mean, living in an apartment is way better than a dorm any day, but it was not a bad experience at all. And now living in the dorms. So who did, did you pick all your roommates from the, I mean, you're going to see them too much. So I don't know if it's all softball teammates or did you go, oh, I want this person that I met who I'm really good friends with. Who are your roommates today? All softball players, okay. which was a hesitation for me. My freshman year, I was like, I'm going to see him all the time. I, I don't know if I want to live with other of my teammates. But the good thing about it is you're all on the same schedule. So that's really helpful. And the four girl, or the three other girls that I lived with last year, I still live with today. And so it worked out. Like, we all love living with each other. And we don't get sick of each other. So Family. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. And are you all from the class of 21? Yeah. Okay. So... From Southern California, uh-huh. so they're all all of us are from Southern California. Okay. So you guys, uh, you guys are probably like the little four pack click. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So when when you came out of Harbor 
or I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back further because we talked about this growing up. Uh, you played softball at Newport Mesa, growing mm-hmm. up in the rec league, right? Yeah. Which is fun. It's great. Slow pitch, a daddy pitch, right? Yeah. And then you and then you start getting to level. When did you say to yourself, you know what? I want to do this in high school. I want to play competitively, and possibly I want to play in college. Um, I think those all came at different times. I would say eighth grade was when I started really taking it seriously and was like, I should join the team that's not rec ball. And then probably like the end of freshman, sophomore year, I was like, wow, I, I could play in college. Like I could, I could take this somewhere. And with softball, um, you can't commit to a college until September 1st of your junior year. So everything kind of happens later. But when I joined the Corona Angels um, freshman year of high school, that was when I was like playing with all these older girls that were already committed to colleges and stuff. And I was like, wow, like I'm a part of this. Like that can be me in three years. What did you learn from them? What did you take away? I mean, you were a freshman, right? You were probably 14 Mm -hmm. playing on a 16s team. Mm -hmm. Just like the one thing that, that the Corona Angels was all about was like the want and the drive to play like just the want to go out there and just absolutely demolish everyone you play that was probably the biggest thing I learned was that and like challenging your teammates we we carried rosters of like 30 girls and nine play and so like how do you get better is you challenge your the other girls that play in the same position of as you and then you push and you compete and then one of you earns the starting spot and to me, that's the best way that you get better as a player. See, it's not that Newport soft. For first yeah, off, right? It's not. It's not Newport <laughs> it's soft. Not. It's not these entitled. My kid should play because, and this is great having you on the podcast because I I came from the softball world, and you're absolutely right. First, especially when they're going to premieres, right? Which is funny because you're playing all these best teams, but like, why go somewhere? out of the United States when everyone wants to come here in Southern California and play for that Uh tournament, right? But if your kid wasn't playing, you had kids leaving that team that weekend and maybe other pitchers coming on your team or else maybe just for the championship run, they would bring five pitchers or whatever to the team and and they would, I call it club hop because that's what they were doing, right? Yeah, we call it like pickup players. Yeah. Well, well, that's why I love you stayed with Corona Angels. And for those of you that are listening, Corona Angels, like they're legit. Like they have <laughs> 20,000 coaches. Like I always like to say, oh, that's great. You played for the Corona Angels. What what coach, right? It's always the name like, oh, 16 Fong, 16 yeah, Gottlieb. Yeah, I think out of all the big softball organizations, I would say the Corona Angels, is it's not as big as you see like Batbusters, Firecrackers, like those, like, they have like 40, 16 new teams. Corona Angels it's all is, money. Yeah, this is smaller, maybe like five or six <laughs> teams. Um, but what wanted, like, why I wanted to stay with, the, with them was it was challenging, but it was fun. Like, I woke up every weekend and I was like, oh my God, it's 6 a.m., but I am so excited to go play today. Yeah. And I could see it because for those of you who are listening and parents that, like, right, they live their life vicariously through their kids. Your, your kid want, they have to want it, mm-hmm. right? You're waking yeah. up. I mean, my son played hockey and he was waking up at four and five. And then there comes a the point he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Or my daughter was doing softball and then she switched to volleyball. And then it's just, you either have it or you don't for that drive where you're yeah. going to continue to the next level. Cause you could obviously do it at Newport Harbor high school. 
and go play at a club team. But for you to take it to the next level, you knew you had that determination. Yeah. And I think when you play on a team, when every girl is also like that, it just makes it easier to want to go. Okay. Do you get that from your mom or dad? Maybe a little both. Because I see it in your dad. Yeah. Jay, if you're listening. (laughs) He probably will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now we're in high school and the recruiting process, obviously you're talking about, you don't sign until September 1st, junior year, which I think is phenomenal because I don't think any kid in any sport should be committing in their freshman year because you're 14 years old. Yeah. Like people want to, but I honestly, I could say like, you don't know what you want. You really don't. So how many other schools were in the run for a natural lefty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Are you a five tool? Sort of. I don't, well. Come on, you can say it. I don't do a lot of slapping anymore. Okay. But I used to. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and I talked to your dad about that too. Because I go, she's a slapper. <laughs> I used to a lot, but not so much anymore. You're just a natural. Just a natural lefty. So going back to coming out from the Corona Angels, because that's where all the recruiting is in club. High school's fun. Just go play with your friends. Yeah, everything comes out of club. Yeah, because you're not going to win a CIF at Harbor. Oh, mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. (laughs) No offense. Uh, So what were some of the schools that you were looking at besides Oregon State? Well, I actually had like a really interesting recruiting process. Definitely COVID had an impact But my sophomore and junior year, Oregon State was like not even on my radar. I went to a couple visits. I visited Virginia, Northwestern, and Minnesota. And I actually ended up the very beginning of my junior year committing to Minnesota. And I was committed there for about a year, like all through my junior year. And they had a coaching change. The coach went to Ole Miss. And I was like, I want to stay in Minnesota. And then like... Probably the beginning of my senior year, I got a call and it was like, we don't have an offer for you anymore because everything's verbal at that point. Yes. Um, you sign your NLI the November of your senior, senior year. And I was like, what do you mean? And can I? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like shit hit the fan. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm supposed to sign an NLI in two weeks and I have no more scholarship anymore. And so that was heartbreaking and at that point like COVID had been going on and so you couldn't go on visits anywhere like you couldn't go see places uh, you couldn't go on officials unofficials anything and I was like oh my god and my coach um, at the Corona Angels he's awesome he can just pull things out of nowhere and he knew Coach Berg my coach at Oregon State previously and had reached out and was like I have a player for you she got in a bad situation and I talked to coach Berg I did a lot of research on Oregon State and I signed that November and it was crazy and I had never been sight unseen yeah I'd never been on campus because you couldn't go visit and the first time I'd even seen coach Berg in person was when I moved in my freshman year which was crazy and everything happens for a reason because I love it and I mean, I never would have expected my life to be where it is right now, three years ago, but it's, it's awesome. I agree with you hundred percent. Everything happens for a reason and the great story. We're going to dig a little deeper on that because there's a couple things that I think not only a parent should really get out of what you just said, but a student, 
as well, right? And and I love, I mean, sight unseen is during COVID, you're probably just talking to Coach Berg through like Zoom, Zoom meetings yeah. and team meetings. Mm-hmm. But that's also why someone should be listening to this podcast. They might be in the same situation, right? Like Oregon State, like let me hear about Oregon State. Student mm-hmm. athlete or not student athlete. They could be listening and saying, okay, what what is Ileana like about Corvallis or what is she not like? But what you said and you hit on it, it, and this is where I think every, I want you to give your advice to not only a student that might be thinking they're a student athlete, but a parent too, because you're absolutely right. Especially these signing days, right? In November, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of BS because all they're signing is just a blank piece of paper, yeah. right? And as a student manager, right? This podcast is the student manager podcast. You're not official. You're not a beaver until you actually step foot on that campus and you're still not on scholarship all four years, it's year to year. They could take that scholarship away any day. You can get hurt. That coach at Minnesota mm-hmm. left, right? That happens a lot. Yeah. So you just said you were devastated, it was hurt. I mean, I would love to get your perspective on a student, knowing what you know now, like what would, advice would you give a student going through that process, knowing that a coach can leave anytime, or more importantly to that parent, because your parents like Jay and Rebecca are probably going, I don't know. I don't know how what they were thinking. So, <laughs> um, well, from like a like a recruiting standpoint, as an athlete, I would say don't commit somewhere for a coach. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to live there. You have to go to school there too. It's not just the coach. That's important. From just a regular student standpoint, the name of the school isn't everything. That's for sure. Um, I think a big thing in Newport Beach is like. USC, UCLA, and that might not be the best fit for you, even though it sounds nice. I agree with you 100%, especially with the transfer portal. Yeah. Right? Because I kind of feel like college is like club sports. If you don't like what you're doing, you don't like your coach, they're going to put their name in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, I'm not getting playing time. Mom, dad, I'm not getting playing time. And especially, right, if we're out here. Well, have you ever thought about going to another school? That's why I love the consistency with Corona Angels, right, for four years. And just what you're talking about now is don't pick a school for the coach. Mm-hmm. Go for your one ACL from never playing again, right? Yeah. Torn ACL yeah. from never playing again. <laughs> and if you're a student, you would be very, very happy as an Oregon State Beaver in Corvallis, if yeah. I'm hearing that correctly. Yeah, I think... My parents would say this too, is like, if you got injured and could never play softball again, would you still go to school there? And if the answer is no, then is that the right school for you? So let's talk about the class schedules like at Corvallis, right? Because it's very balanced, Mm -hmm. especially on the road and the traveling uh, math major, Mm -hmm. correct? What do you want to do? Sports statistics. Data science. Yeah. Like break that down further. Like what type of analysis and statistics? Like hopefully for an MLB team would be awesome. That'd be like my dream, but honestly, anything. Okay, so you'll get this and appreciate this because this is even before like the shift was on. This was like 2000, I'm going to say, hold on, Julie, it's 2002, 2008, 2009. This is like 8U softball wreck, uh-huh. okay? Did your dad ever coach? No. Okay, <laughs> tell me if your coach ever did this. We had a player. There's two things that they're going to bring up because this all kind of relates to data science. We're playing. It was an 8U team. And I brought the center fielder up to play like between um, right behind second base. So I only had two outfielders. And I just kind of moved them out because I go, they're not going to hit it there. They're going to hit it in the infield. 
So what happened? They hit it right to my person. We threw it first base. I won't mention any names, but the coach goes, Fong, that's Bush League. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It worked. (laughs) It worked. But it even gets better. So like at 10U, did you ever pitch lefty? Years ago in rec ball. Okay. So Julie was a lefty, right? So she was pitching. And my all-star catcher and our false on our um, fall ball catcher, we were playing against in rec league. Rec league's Mm -hmm. fun, right? So I said, I moved. She's right-handed. She's not going to hit it on on the, um, all she wants to do is pull. Right. So mm-hmm. Julia's lefty off speed. She can't throw. You would have crushed it over her. So I probably would have done something different to you too. But I shifted everyone over to the right. Like the third base, like yeah. there was no way she was going to pull it because it was just off speed. I knew she was going to chase it. And and my good friend, she's like, that's BS, Fong. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. is that like the, just knowing that little data science, yeah. right? The little yeah, numbers. Just the little analytics that like can help you so much. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like we're playing, we're not playing checkers, we're playing chess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what do you think about the shift in, in Major League Baseball going away? I don't think they should make it go away. Like if the hitter can't adjust, then I think that's on him. I think, I mean, we shift in softball in the outfield all the time for slappers. You see like as a center fielder, I literally play left center field, like two feet in, into the grass. Like, and that's where they hit the ball. That's where I want to stand. Right. So why wouldn't, like, do you ever think, or even if someone's, how do they play, how do they play you when when you're up? Because are you, uh, I don't even know what number you bat. I'm um, a, you're not year, one or two. Last year I batted second. Okay. Yeah. So I think it depends on the team. Um, By the way, she's all Pac-12 freshman year. Uh, last year, I mean, as the year went on, teams teams get researched. They know I didn't slap that much. And so... Being at the top of the order can be a little confusing because you expect slappers to be up there, especially as a lefty. A lefty. So some teams played me in and saw I didn't slap and they immediately adjust. But the good thing about that is I can slap. And so I read the defense. And if the third baseman is like, she's hitting away and she's three feet behind third base, I'm going to drop a bunt. It's, that's what I was, I was getting at. Because like even in the major leagues, I'm like, just why won't someone just punch one right down the yeah. line? There's nobody There's no there. there. Is it ego? At that level, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe. But you're smart enough to see that, read that defense, and if if, if they're playing back, like if she's playing, if she's playing right at the third base line, mm-hmm. like right at the edge, would you drop one? I'm not fast enough. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Not. <laughs> okay. Home the first. What's your speed? Just under three. Okay, because I remember like reading. Like, what's the fastest? Who's the fastest on your team? They probably run like two six. Two, okay. Yeah. Okay, two, so yeah. I'm not. I'm. Not fast enough for that. You probably got that speed from Jay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So center fielder, mm-hmm. captain of the team. I love, well, center fielder, I always call it captain of the field. Like, cause you see, you read, you, you see, see everything, everything yeah. right? And you can call off the left fielder. Yeah. You can call off the right fielder. Do you like to play? Well, you just kind of said you're not that fast. So would you play more in and dare them to hit over you so you can have everything coming in front of you? How do you play that center field position? Well, definitely it depends on the hitter. I think that's the first thing that I look at that and their swing. You can tell by the swing, are they going to pull it? Are they late? Are they early? And that that affects your like side to side shift. And also just the situation of the game. Like where are the runners on base? Like, do you want a little dinker to fall? Can you afford that? Or are you going to play play back cutoff balls so that people aren't getting doubles? And I think it really just depends, like, batter to batter, situation, inning to inning. And what about your pitcher? Like, 
righty or lefty or you kind of know where they're pitching and do you and do you look at that catcher and so see what we, they're called like we have the infielders relay signs okay back, yeah okay what's the biggest thing you learned from coach berg hmm. well she's an awesome outfielder she played center field in the olympics has four gold medals uh so i i mean everything she teaches so much in the outfield just at practice so i think i've definitely gotten more like fundamentally sound since i've been at college did you have an outfield coach out here when you're growing up? Through, uh, um, at the Corona Angels. So my coach, his daughter played center field at Kentucky. And so she came back and she helped coach and did the outfield. What's the one piece of advice recommendation you would give to any athlete coming out of high school, looking at a college be be besides not committing too early? Oh, that's a hard, just one piece of advice. I would say... This might be controversial, but one thing that's important is if you can reach out to a player on the team or someone that has been there before, look at like transfer rates. Like do a bunch of girls leave that team? Then ask why, because that might be important to you. Um, and also look at like if you could get in contact with someone on the team, like ask them what the culture is like and what it's like to be a member on the team with the other girls because that's who you spend all your days with. Eliana, just listening to you, I mean, you're well ahead. You're not your average sophomore in college. <laughs> Thank you. Okay? Because, and, and that's a compliment to your parents because you're thinking about things and communicating things that I talk to students and parents mm -hmm. about a lot. I mean, first, if anything ever happened to you, would you still want to go to school here? That's what, what you said was huge. Mm -hmm. Or what you were just talking about of interviewing, right? Yeah. Um, now I have, I'm helping and one day you'll finish Oregon State and you'll be trying to interview for an MLB team. I have the hiring manager, which is a spinoff of this podcast. And it talks about and really helps college grad students with the interviewing process. And when I, the reason why I'm saying that is because yes, you're interviewing for a company. Let's say you're interviewing for an MLB team. They're interviewing you, but you should be interviewing them too. I tell that to students all the time, like, well, okay, ask them about this, about that. Like, you know, if the coach is going to be there, or like, what's your philosophy? Mm -hmm. What's your system? Like, didn't you know that before you're going into school? <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I not playing? Why am I not playing like a, a, a lefty, right? Mm -hmm. So good, good piece of advice. What about to parents, especially out here? Because every parent, I'm sure you grew up in Corona Angel family land and then here, Parents think their kids a little bit better than they really are. Yeah. I would say don't rush. Um, take your time and find the right school. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter sports-wise how early in your junior year you commit because you still sign on the same day as everyone else. And that's, for those of you listening that aren't student-athletes, there's a reason why there's a May 1st college deadline date. People are getting accepted, like starting now, this is the class of 23. Mm -hmm. Right. People are getting accepted. They put their applications in September, October, and you might hear in December, but January, February, March, you're going to hear from colleges. And then all friends are talking, even at Newport Harbor, right? If you were class of 21, did you, you knew you were going to Oregon State, but were your friends, did you feel pressure when you, did you sense pressure from your friends where some of them were like, well, I'm going here. I'm going here. And some were like, well, I don't even know where I'm going. But they just kind of felt like I needed to commit. There's a reason why there's a May 1st deadline date. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, you all move into school on the same day. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> 
I like that one. I might have to steal that one. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah. <laughs> you all move in on the same day. And that's when you met your coach. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the food at Oregon State. Okay. Because a lot of guests I have on, they talk about how horrible yeah. <laughs> dorm food is. How, how bad? I mean, you were in the nice student athlete dorms, but. I think. I mean, the dorm food is dorm food. How good can it be? <laughs> but the good thing about being an athlete was I had a lot of meals given to me that weren't dorm food. And so I think it made the dorm food not as bad as it probably was because I didn't eat it that often. As we had breakfast supplied to us every day. We had we have this thing called red card, which is like money that you get to apply to certain restaurants. And we get it twice a week that we use for dinners. So you can like go to Chipotle, Jersey Mike's, Qdoba, places like that, that you have money credited to. And I mean, when we play games or travel, all your meals are provided for you. And so I really wasn't eating dining hall food that much. So I think it, I think I thought it was probably better than it was because I rarely ate it. I remember on break, because at Long Beach State, we'd get five weeks that we had to be on. It's basketball season, right? So all the basketball players are not at home right now, yeah. right? Yeah. So they would always hand us the envelopes. I mean, as a manager, they're handing us envelopes. And we're like, oh, where do we get to go eat now, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the best is like when you get your per diem on the bus and you're like, yes. <laughs> now, do, do some of the girls, do, do some of them save it and actually go buy, like in our day, people were buying headsets yeah. like okay so what, what do they buy because they're like oh i'm gonna choose okay is that what they do <laughs> try to buy like the cheapest meals and save up your yes. premium to go shopping i want to buy top wrong so what what tell, tell me what what is the four pack i'm gonna call you guys the four pack at oregon state what <laughs> what are you guys buying so cheap where you're saving your money that you're gonna go your per dm what are you buying shopping really um one of my roommates got a tattoo okay. <laughs> she saved up some of her per dm <laughs> Yeah. Would you get one? A tattoo? Yes. I have a couple. I have two. Um, I don't need any more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're going out, you get your per diem. What are some cool places in Corvallis? I Now, I'm trying to, I don't want to look it up because I'll probably butcher the name. There was a cool little sports bar that when I went there for business, after I went to go check out the campus, I ate. And it was like upstairs. It was like right on the corner. But I don't know what that place is, but I want to hear some like places that you like to hang out at? Uh, what's good to eat in Corvallis? There's a couple good restaurants. My personal favorite is Sky High. They have, it's like multi, It's like three stories. And in the springtime when it's not raining in the okay. summer, they have like a rooftop bar, which is super fun to go out on. That's probably my favorite place. See, I'm looking, I can't even think. That's Sky High. What's the Upper Deck Pub? Yeah. There's like a, so the downtown area has a lot of like fun little restaurants that are just like local to Corvallis only. Okay. Uh, there's not really like chains that you would find anywhere, like in Corvallis that you find anywhere else. No, the place I went, it was all black and orange. Like there was like, you knew it was. Was it, um, there's a place called Angry Beaver. That's like a sports bar. It okay. has two floors. That might be, I don't know. It was on the corner. It's a while ago. It's so when, when, when your parents are in town, where are they taking you? Where's like the nicest meal? Like when any of your roommates or your friend's parents are in town, where are they taking you to eat? There's this place called block 15. It's a good restaurant. Probably one of the nicer ones. Sit down, 
actually get a good meal that costs money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what we like. Like the yeah. most and then do your roommates are vice versa. I know like when we go out to Wisconsin and Seattle, Julie always says, How many friends guy can bring? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So do you bring like and then when your friends come, do they just go balls out and order whatever they want? Because that's what we like. That's what as parents what we like that. I would say no. I think well my roommates and I, like all of our parents are friends and like okay. I see them I see them now. My my one of my roommates went to Los Al. And so okay. like we played her in high school. Like I see her all the time. So I think it's like normal for us to go out to eat with each other's parents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's good. And the parents get along. Yeah. And then they go on road yeah. trips, right? Yeah. And then there's some parents that they probably the parents don't want to hang out with. <laughs> I'm sure, but that's the parent drama. Okay, so here's one because it it happens. It follows not only in high school, but it happens in club, and I've seen it happen at the collegiate level too. Okay, because we had a friend that played for UW, and we'd be sitting in the stands. Like, are there obnoxious parents of of players on the teams that you can hear? When I say obnoxious, like the kind of like the obnoxious in high school and club, where they're always bitching, complaining, and moaning. Honestly, no. I would say that high school and club is 10 times worse for the parents because I think the parents have maybe a little more influence. <laughs> Whereas like in college, like if your parent's going crazy, my coach would probably tell me to tell him to fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, coach, we're going to yeah. take that. <laughs> yeah. That must run in the fan. That must run with the just because my, my coach was Seth Greenberg, right? So they just were very, you know. Yeah, and it, it looks bad on the school, like a little if you have parents going crazy in the stands. Can you hear people heckling? Yeah, I love when people heckle me. It's honestly funny, is my favorite in the outfield when they have stands out behind okay. center field and you have like kids out there yelling at you. And I think it's so funny. What's the, what's the worst you've heard or, or what's one that you just remember? Or that's got your attention. I mean, and you only had your freshman year, but. Um, my, okay, well, and Washington. Um, <laughs> Go figure. They bring their band to softball games and the band sits behind center field. And so the entire game I had like trumpets blaring in my ears and these guys on the band like yelling at me to like raise my left hand for this and my right hand for that and they're just going crazy and I think it's so funny now as I kind of think of like the Yankees or, or that's my team I like to watch and follow when they do the the roll call right when they acknowledge do you actually have fun with them and acknowledge sometimes okay <laughs> yeah okay so when I come because I told Jay I go we're I'll go up to the UCLA game I go Let, let's go uh -huh. and then once when I know of someone like and I don't have any skin in the game. They're just a friend's kid. Yeah. So, and I always get them to smile. Like, you'll acknowledge me when you're out in the field. I'm like, let's go, EG. Let's yeah, go, EG. I'll, I'll smile at you. Slap one, <laughs> slap one for Mr. Fong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, favorite Pac-12 campus. Not softball venue. And I know Ooh. sometimes you don't get to see the campuses all the time. Yeah. The campus that I think I saw the most of was Arizona State. Personally, it wasn't my favorite. Too big? Yeah, it's so separated. I didn't see a lot of a lot of schools. Pac-12 was, I hate to say it, but okay. the Oregon campus is really pretty. <laughs> I can't you believe know what? that came out of you're, my mouth. I know, but you're being honest. Yeah. That's that's your you're you're being, <laughs> you're being what do you, why why is it so pretty? 
it's just so modern and, and all the athletic facilities are nice. Well, I mean, ours are nice too. It's but. night money. Yeah. <laughs> but you would put Oregon above Oregon State facilities. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Pac-12 other than Oregon State. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do you think about UCLA? I haven't. We played UCLA at home last year. So okay. I haven't really seen like the campus that well. All right. Well, the, we'll get to see you tomorrow. Yeah. I already yeah. circled the date. I said, Jay, we, we going up, right? Yeah. Yeah. We play UCLA at UCLA this year. My parents are like, the whole family's coming. Yeah. Family and friends. Yeah. We'll bring, we'll bring yeah, the whole crew. Everyone come. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what about tournaments or road games? What's, what stood out in your mind? Cause obviously you looked at Minnesota, you looked at Northwestern and I think you said something back East. Virginia. That's a pretty campus. Yeah, Virginia was really pretty. Okay, but so road trips, what what is stands, what's stood out in your mind? Um, my favorite trip was Tennessee. We played regionals there. Okay. Um, I loved that campus. And It's a religion out there, by the way, right? Just yeah, the SEC is crazy. <laughs> um, that was probably one of my favorite trips, although it was terribly hot. It was like end yes. of May. May. Gross. And I loved that. And the other place that I enjoyed, I really liked going to San Diego. We played at USD. I just like, I just like San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. Kick back. Yeah. But I mean, you're playing in, I would just say the Pac-12 and SEC are the, the strongest conferences. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the College World Series that you guys went to, there was UCLA, ASU, and Oregon State. Or how many? Did the Pac schools, it was us, UCLA, and Arizona. Okay. Ar yeah. And I think from the SEC, it probably had two or three. Florida. Yeah. And that was it. Scouting report on Oregon State this year. Where are they going to fall in the Pac-12? Better than last year. Definitely. That's for sure. So do you want to talk about that? Because you went to the College World Series, but you guys were peaking at the right time and you were playing. Yeah, definitely. We definitely peaked at the end. I think we had a little, a little slow part. In probably the middle of pack play, we lost like eight games in a row by one run, and half of them were in extra innings, and it was just brutal. And my coaches were like, we're humping over the mountain. We're getting over the mountain. <laughs> and then we did. We went to regional supers, the World Series, and we peaked at the right time. And I think last year we were a super young team. So I think this upcoming year, like we know what, we know what's going on, and we're just going to come out. Like we have something more to prove. You have your team coming back. You've been there before. So what what did you learn from that? That that that's good as a team that you guys are going to take into this year. I think the biggest thing that we all learned that we want to be better at is consistency. And last year, I think it was like so much unknown. Like you, we had no. Everyone was freshmen. We were. We didn't know what was coming next, but now we do, and so now we know how to better prepare for it. What's the scouting report on yourself? So you're doing data science and we don't mm -hmm. want to give, I'm not going to share this with UCLA <laughs> or U of A or Oregon, but what is the, what's the dirt on EG? I think. How am I going to pitch to you? Well, I don't want to give that away. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me low and inside. It's my favorite. Um. <laughs> bye bye. See ya. Yeah. One thing I want to be better about this upcoming year is definitely being more aggressive. One thing I learned was you get, you get like one good pitch in a bat, and it's usually the first or second pitch. Yeah, and after that, it's the pitcher's game. See, that's interesting because even before you said that, I was going to ask you because I remember when I 
played and even when Julia was pitching, I always tried to slow down the game, right? Because in rec ball is an hour, 15 minute, right? Drop dead. Yeah. So again, yeah. probably Bush League. But um, I always told my batters to take the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, because then it was a ball, I was going to tell them to take the second pitch. Uh-huh. And it was a ball again. But you're right. It, it could be a strike the first one, but it would, I don't know. I, I just, is that a philosophy? Like, what, what else do you, that's, even when I watch baseball games today, and I know you might only get one first pitch and, 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 and swing at it, but like, what's that strategy? That- well, like I, as a pitcher, the, the pitcher's goal is to get ahead of the batter, right? And then you want them to chase. And so usually your first or second pitch of the at-bat is that pitch that that pitcher wants to get ahead on. It's going to be a strike. And then once they have that strike on you, it's the pitches they want to throw, not the pitches you want to hit. That's kind of my mentality going into it. Good mentality. Good mm-hmm. mentality. Is there anything else that you would like to share to a, I'm going to say student, student athlete, like going through, if you had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. what would you do differently that maybe if someone's listening, they'd be like, that's great advice. Just make sure you're having fun. Like it's hard work and it's a lot, but make sure you're having fun and that, and that's one thing I, I'm glad I did with my travel team was it was a lot of fun. And I don't think I would, if I did it again, I would still play on that same team. Like you're a little kid. Just have fun, right? But because it is a job. It is a job, yeah. I say all the time that I'm in college as a student, but I, I work 40 hours a it's week. It's a full-time job. Yeah. And you're not getting, well, do you have any NIL deals? We have like a team thing, but I haven't been on top of that. Okay, because I was gonna say like, wait, you're not. A, come on, there's so many TikToks and there's so many. There's <laughs> I know, so I know, I'm not. Athletes. I'm not good at it. <laughs> Is this like your first interview? Ever? Like, you've gone on. No, Oregon I, I've State. done like uh, newspaper stuff and okay. things out at school. But this has been more fun, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a big break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about advice to parents? The biggest recruiting thing I think for parents that my dad definitely helped me with is you have to be persistent with sending emails, sending your schedule and stuff. And that was probably the biggest thing I got annoyed about. I was like, dad, like, I don't want to send more emails. Like I don't. And he was like, no, like you need to. And that's like, it, it helps. I mean, at a certain point it, it doesn't help. They get thousands of emails every day, but definitely from like, from a parent's view, just being supportive I think my parents were always there, like, driving me to games and everything, and they probably hated it. I mean, we used to drive out to Riverside at, like, 10 p.m. I had hitting lessons at 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> during the weekdays, and my dad would drive me out there, and we'd get home at midnight, and he would, like, hate his life. <laughs> but so you can thank fun. him for that now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah thanks. <laughs> but And this is all through academics, and your mom didn't, like, I remember doing private lessons and... My mm-hmm. wife would be like, ah, it's school night. Remember, student comes before athlete, yeah. right? 10 o'clock hitting lessons. Did you? Who did you go to? Marty Tyson, the head of, head of the Corona Angels. Okay. So we used to, he used to do lessons and they were like an hour long. And we asked for the latest time possible because it's like, oh, you traffic. take like the 91, the 15, yes. you're in the car for like an hour, even without traffic. That's like the latest possible time you had. And so we'd get home so late at night. <laughs> but you still got it done academically. Yeah, it's 
I mean, as cliche as it sounds, is time management is so important. Uh, one thing I learned last year is it sucks not doing stupid stuff on bus rides, but you have to get your homework done. Okay. So this goes for like high school too. Like my son just went to London and Paris with modern day basketball, right? Like, yeah. Wouldn't you like to go to high school? <laughs> yeah. But I said, Joshua, first, it's privileged to be doing that, mm -hmm. but you got to get your homework done. He's like, well, the Wi-Fi is bad. I'm like, Wi-Fi? Like, well, the hotel sucks. The Wi-Fi is bad. The bus, like get, I remember in college, just getting, just finding that little one hour Time block, right? Because you have you have study hall on the road. We do, yeah. We've required study hall hours. Yeah. And you and you have academic counselors come. I mean, yeah, they they give you everything. I mean, we have our own academic advisor who helps you with scheduling. They give you free tutoring for any class you want if you ask for it. They give you stuff like you have to take required study hall hours. You have all these computer labs, anything you need, you just you have to take advantage of it. Be proactive. Yeah. So agree or disagree. I, I just said this last night. If you're a student athlete and you fail, you're a freaking idiot. Disagree. Why? Well. You have all the resources. I, uh, when you put it that way, then I agree. I, but I think, I think it can be hard to, to figure out, like in the beginning as a freshman, it can be hard to figure out how to manage it all. And at that point, if you fail, like I don't think it's, it's on, it's just a learning experience. I mean, if you're a senior and you've been doing this for four years and you just like slack <laughs> off, then you maybe. have everything given. <laughs> I just think you have a more advantage. You have everything yeah. given to you. And I'm not going to say this is at Oregon State, but I know some institutions, I won't mention any names, like we had the test. Like we knew what was going to be on it, like from not only our assistant coach to academics, but former players. Right. Like you have resources. You yeah, kind of know I things. Will, and I would say that the academic advisor kind of gives you a heads up what the easy classes are. And then all the athletes yes. take them together and not saying anything. That's the best. It's yeah. High school is no different. Yeah. Right. Well, Ileana, it's been great having you Thank on. You. I can't wait to like the spring now. I know. I'm you. excited. I want to go back to school. OK. No, you, you're going to leave this beautiful weather. <laughs> You heard it, Oregon State Beaver, sophomore. You're gonna follow some softball games, uh, maybe another College World Series run. Yeah. Pac-12 Beavers, they're gonna be up there. Newport Harbor grad, it's been great having you Thank on. you so much. Fonger News, out. <laughs>